Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television, as well as guilty pleasures and things that are totally great and we can't even say a word bad about them sometimes. This week, uh, this is episode number 210, we have now done as many episodes as the humanities class at Reed College that studies early modern Europe. Speaking okay. of things that make you say, oh, the humanity, this week we're talking about... Huh? <laughs> huh? Uh, oh, the humanities. This week we're talking about The Towering Inferno, the 1974 film starring Paul Newman, Steve McQueen, and O.J. Simpson. And we're also talking about The Poseidon Adventure, the 1971 film uh, starring girls not allowed to wear dresses. <laughs> I don't remember who was in that movie. Gene Hackman, Ernest Borgnine. Oh, nice. Leslie Nielsen's in it. Yeah, oh, yeah, all, yeah. Everything was star-studded. Yeah. Like, I think it if was. we'd been alive during those times, we would have been like, holy shit, this is like yeah. eight Brad Pitts. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you can watch either of these movies by going to read-weep.com slash Amazon, and if you do that, you can pick up one of these films, and a portion of your purchase will go to us, which is a great deal. The rest of your purchase will go to Amazon, which is fine. Also, uh, if you want to just bookmark that address, and then anytime you buy something from Amazon, a little angel will get its wings, and we will appreciate it very much. <laughs> we'll sell those wings, and we'll get money. <laughs> a portion of those wings will go to us. This episode was sponsored by Jerry, who says this. It's my 27th birthday uh, coming up in October, so for a birthday present, I want you guys to watch my two favorite guilty pleasures. Happy birth, happy 27th birthday, Jerry. I hope you don't happy die in a fire. Yay. Yay! Or drown. Or drown. I hope you don't drown. <laughs> I, hope it th- I hope those things or happen both. at the same time. I hope, yeah, I hope you don't fall into burning water. <laughs> and yeah. die one of the two ways that is possible in that situation. <laughs> uh, uh, all, um, when I saw Paul Newman and Steve McQueen and O.J. Simpson saving a cat, I thought it must be my birthday. So, <laughs> oh, I was having such a good time. If you want to force us to watch your guilty pleasure, go to readdeathweep.com right now. Click on the green dollar sign, and you can sponsor an episode. You can tell us your special occasion, or you can just do it because you deserve it. And you can pick any epic disaster film from the 70s and your favorite guest or anything else. This is, I mean, that was the theme for these, but I will watch anything. Anyways, tell us what you're celebrating and we'll do it. Go to read-sweep.com. Sponsor an episode today. I'm your host. I'm Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And we have a great panel for you today. First up, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter in San Francisco, California. It's Ezra Fox. Alex, I'm OJ Simpson, but since it's a long time ago, you can feel okay about watching me do stuff. I feel great about watching him do stuff. Is that weird? I don't no, know. I mean, it's it was back in the 70s time. when he yeah. had, like, you know, like, he was younger and had a great like football player body and just like ran around and saved cats yeah i mean should i feel bad watching an actor that i know later murdered some people or should i feel like in this time you had murdered zero people so i can love you (laughs) it's a i think you should feel mixed (laughs) okay because i felt weird about it but (laughs) all right fair enough uh also joining us he's at c walter smith on twitter in brooklyn new york it's chris smith alex if you were to go to the north pole or even Mendocino. I'd follow you there, man. <laughs> <laughs> the barren wasteland of Mendocino. Yeah, the cliffs of Mendocino. <laughs> that, was a, that was a pretty good Mendocino burn. Yeah, I know, right? It's, it's, just it's a fine place, there. guys. It's, 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 it's not a problem. Also joining us today, 
from Skeptic.org and at Skeptics on Twitter in Boston, meh. Just down the street from her old place in Boston, <laughs> meh. It's Amanda Linebaugh. I'm just going to needlessly run at the helicopter and make sure that we all die. <laughs> <laughs> so many ways to die. Yeah, this could have uh, been like that, that helicopter was going to blow up whether you ran at it or not. <laughs> I mean, you got maybe 10 feet away from the group, Amanda, and that helicopter blew the fuck up. Okay, so was that, that, was a, that was especially like that was a. It's not like the extra flammable helicopter. Like, yeah, it did. Like, it's, like, it did. it's like, well, we're a fire department. We should have fire helicopters. Right? <laughs> oh, so it means all our equipment's made out of fire, right? That's what we'll do. Yeah, yeah. That, that was just a, a hilarious but tragic misunderstanding of what the word fire meant in that context. <laughs> Inflammable means things can light on fire? Damn it! Inflammable is the same as flammable. Oh, that's so, that's so confusing. It's not my fault. Uh, also, like a helicopter in the wind is definitely a dangerous thing. But when it touches something, there's like all kinds of things that break before yeah. fireball explosion. You'd think, unless uh, the rotors are like made out of gasoline. Yeah. Also, Elton John song, a helicopter in the wind. <laughs> oh. Seems as though you lived your life like a helicopter in the wind, just constantly on fire. <laughs> you were on fire for a long. What of I'm your saying life. is, you're on fire. Stop listening to the song and do something about it. <laughs> awesome well this is going to be a great show you guys i'm really excited about it let's do towering inferno first chris you're in charge of yes, summaries sir. for your yep uh, amazing recall in your dulcet tones today please summarize the movie towering inferno in the style of a slightly stressed architect <laughs> slightly just slightly stressed he's not that stressed he's pretty no. not stressed the you other option would be... He has be... cool hands, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Uh, yeah, you, you could even say that you think he's going to make a great escape from this building. Oh. That, that was a different one. That was, that was a different guy. Oh, you were Paul doing... Newman wasn't in the greatest... Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I was thinking of... I was doing the one. I could <laughs> well, do a lot maybe more... his friend will make a great escape from this building. <laughs> yes. <laughs> maybe his friend just needs to bite the bullet and let him out. Oh. Yeah. In which case, I'd be so happy you could call me the Sundance Kid. <laughs> oh, okay. After after you got after you had sex, I watched your dressing. That's the only other <laughs> thing I know about Paul Newman is he makes solid dressing. <laughs> and, and Numinos. Don't forget Numinos. Oh, Numinos. He makes pretty okay. good Oreo ripoffs. <laughs> All goes to charity. Okay, so. Um, the premise of The Towering Inferno is that skyscrapers are complicated and new and mysterious and beyond anyone's understanding. And because they're so new, something could go wrong at literally any moment. Right. <laughs> this building is so been glad for that five I work moments. from home now. I'm only one story up. And that's, I, I don't have to go into those death traps we call skyscrapers. <laughs> um, so, Paul Newman is the star architect of the newest skyscraper in San Francisco. Or architect. architect. Awesome. Yeah. Star architect. That's right. Um, and this building is going to be the tallest building in the world. And it's just opening up. Uh, he's got this. Uh, uh, fiance Faye Dunaway, who is devoted to him, but you know likes her job also, um, and doesn't want to run away with him. But where is she okay. running away? Why is she running away? I didn't. He I could not understand that part. He's tired of the the hustle and bustle of city life and wants to move to the country. And she just got a managing editor position at the paper. She's all about hustle and or bustle. And yeah. or bustle. Oh, I bet she's about the bustle. Um, okay. So anyway, at the at the at the opening gala, right? You got the mayor of San Francisco, you got senators, everybody's up there high up in this building, and a fire breaks out due to faulty wiring. And uh, 
fires are really hard to fight in skyscrapers. When the fire starts, 82 floors up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the whole movie and is, is just... And, the, and especially when the fire is really, really set on not being put out. That's yeah. right. It's persistent. It's really Luckily, though, you guys, Fireman Captain Steve McQueen and his crack team of you know <laughs> C four equipped firefighters are on the case. And so, oh, uh, that, it, that helicopter is just C four equipped. That's why it was a problem. Uh, yeah. Oh man, we've got uh, like a five one fire, C4. and so yeah, and we got all these firefighters that are fighting the fire, and so it's just the story of all these stars. The star-studded film, like uh, you know. Everybody's in it. O.J. Simpson, Fred Astaire, oh, yeah. Steve McQueen. Fred Astaire William is a non-dancing Holden. person, which is a huge waste. He does a little bit of dancing. Not nearly at, enough. At the, How at much the gala. dancing can you have at a fire? Yeah. No, <laughs> but it's not, he doesn't do the putting out the fire dance. <laughs> putting out the fire. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a disaster movie. Some people die, some people live, and all the main characters who are attractive save the day and make it out alive. So, but everyone, um, like, a lot of unattractive people die. Yeah, but like this is almost like an object lesson movie. It's like all about fire safety, mm-hmm. and like they teach people like to you know to smother fires. No, no, don't just run around when you're on fire. Like drop to the ground and, and roll around, or like you know when it's right. a smoke filled room, get low. Right. Um, don't use faulty wiring, especially if your power box is next to drums of hazardous flammable liquid yeah, and a bunch of rags was, soaked in paint thinner and an oxygen supply pointing directly <laughs> yeah, at the fire. <laughs> That's yeah. mistake. mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. <laughs> it's an object lesson in storing all of your flammable items in a perfect order for building fire right yeah, next I to know. a fire starter. Yeah, and like Steve McQueen, the fireman's like, "I wish you guys would ask me before you build a building like best that." Best part is this totally non-existent rivalry that's playing out between architects and fire chiefs. <laughs> and the architect's like, "We built it to code." He's like, "The code is not safe enough." <laughs> You didn't build it to my code, which is buildings are only one story tall. Yeah. 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 There's there's man's code and there's Steve McQueen's code. Steve oh, McQueen man, lives if by only a... I could live by Steve McQueen's code. <laughs> Steve McQueen's code, it turns out, though, is just urban sprawl. Yeah. <laughs> he just he hates density. likes LA density. a lot better, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> uh, that's the movie. That's, that's a great movie. summary of it. Uh, well, so let's do this. Let's do a compliment now. I mean... I think I can safely say that we both, or we all probably enjoyed both of these movies, right? At least to some degree. There was some, some enjoyment. Degree. Some enjoyment, yeah. yes. Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't no enjoyment for sure. Okay, good. Uh, but let's do this. We still have to do a compliment. We're gonna do uh, because we're doing multiple movies. We're just gonna do a compliment tostada instead of our compliment sandwich. Just an open faced compliment. Uh, so Amanda, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment tostada. Which do you prefer? Uh, I think I'll go last. Okay, great. Um, I'm gonna have. Well, I'm gonna go first. Um, I'm gonna say that I, maybe I liked this more than you guys then because I enjoyed both of these pretty thoroughly. Um, I liked two things about it. One, I liked that there was something to root for in Tower yeah. Inferno. I thought that was great. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Were you on Team Fire? Yeah. Entirely for the fire. <laughs> it was like, because the fire was like the little fire that could. It burned for a good hour in that closet. And then it just like, as the, it, it just, and it moved just a little bit at a time. It was not a fast fire at first. And yeah. then it was like, it waited. It was like, you know what? Let's go up one floor at a time and we'll go all as a group, all the fire as a group. And no matter how many times Steve McQueen helped a guy point a hose towards it, mm-hmm. uh, the fire just kept on burning. And at it, one, at it one was point, basically a Hanukkah miracle. You know, it only it had really like enough was. fuel for one for <laughs> one uh, story, but it burned for eighty stories. Yeah. At one point, they were like on the roof of the building, and this fire on a presumably concrete structure 
is just eight jets of well-placed fire pointing in opposite directions. It was so... It was such a great little fire. Uh, Would you say that this fire peaked at the right time? (laughs) (laughs) You knew when to break? I would say the fire might have even peaked a little early. If it had saved up, it could have probably fought through the the tank explosion flood thing. So in your story, it's like like a heroic fire who gets like like struck down in the prime of life by water tanks. It was just trying to be the world's tallest fire, and it had a chance. (laughs) <laughs> How often do you get that chance? <laughs> so I rooted for the fire, and I also just love that the movie is called Towering Inferno, and like the opening shot is establishing a tower, and two minutes in, there's the start of the longest, slowest burning fire. They don't, they don't mess around. They promise towering and infernos, and they were like, here are both. Enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> tower, meet inferno. <laughs> <laughs> inferno, tower, tower, inferno. And then, and then off to the races. So... I thought it was quite quite delightful. That's my compliment, Chris. I want you to be second. What's your what's your opening compliment? I mean, this movie was dedicated to all firefighters, mm-hmm. and as such, it also shows off every single technique firefighters use to fight fires. So right. you use the pole hook thing, you use the axe, uh, they use the trucks with the hoses, they, they use did the C4. whole thing. And that's my compliment: <laughs> is I did not know that all firefighters just carry around bricks of C four. Not wrapped in anything. It's just not, the explosive, no. it's right? It's pretty there. stable. Their bare right? hands and like yeah, it, it is really stable. Just, oh, okay, really stable, cool. guys. Sorry, okay. it, it is. But at the same time, well, the helicopter they, was not that stable, and it was made out of C four. And like when when they use an entire brick of C four to blow a door, like the explosion is surprisingly well contained. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it's great. It, it doesn't hurt anyone. Wait, so uh, so man, is just this wonderful tool. So man, how how stable is it? Because like. It's still C4, whereas, like, I have a notebook in my pocket, and that is very stable. <laughs> but also uh, flammable. And slightly flammable, certainly. Uh, C4 isn't actually very flammable. Um, oh. So yeah, you, you can, can have it around fire, fire and, and it won't do anything. It'll just be like, yeah, whatever. What are you trying to get at here? Uh-huh. Um, you so need it's a- also caddy. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. Four. <laughs> That's what it stands for. <laughs> the C is for sassy. I mean, caddy. Sassy. <laughs> you need a yeah. You need a little uh, a, a charge to set it off. You need an, a tiny explosion to get it to explode. Oh wow! Mm. So that guy was oh, also carrying around to make explosions. So the, also he was carrying around in his pocket tiny explosions. Obviously, the blasting caps. Yeah, and those are super yep. stable. No, those are not. <laughs> so he's in a fire with a pocket of blasting caps and C4. Yeah. Yeah, that would be bad, yeah. All right, Ezra, why don't you be third? What's your uh, what's your compliment tostata? So, um, I don't know. I guess this is going to be a slight compliment for me, basically. So uh, sure, you know, it's, yeah. it's set in San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and the opening shot is like the San Francisco skyline. And um, it's like, huh, that building's good, that building's good, I know all that. What's that weird-looking one? <laughs> oh, that one's gonna blow up. <laughs> That's way too tall. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I I like that. You, you like, picked it out right away. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's just it was kind of fun to sort of like you know spot different things. Like I don't know if entirely the geography made sense, but like um, there was like a mishmash of like exterior of one building and an interior of another, like a lobby of another building, and like I recognized both. Oh, of them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, wow. That should be yeah. wait upgrade that. That should be a full compliment to you. That's great. Okay, yeah. great. I'm impressed that you knew that. <laughs> also, yeah. also, uh, KQED, the uh, the was the um, station. Yeah, so that's that's the that's the PBS um, um, it's the PBS uh, TV station. Also, they had like a TV camera, so they were, I guess, 
uh, in between Sesame Street, we're showing like footage of like a gala opening. <laughs> yeah. On fire. Uh, Amanda, what's your major compliment? Uh, there's actually I kind of did like this movie more than I expected to, um, mm-hmm. especially since because the- Paul Newman. Yeah, because Paul Newman. Because Paul mm-hmm. Newman is wonderful. He is wonderful. He's no Steve and McQueen, I, but I especially I, enjoyed how. So it's when the uh, the building owner's daughter and her husband are talking about Paul Newman, mm-hmm. and she says, "I hear he wrestled bears in the country." <laughs> <laughs> in Montana, yeah, in Montana. and you believe it, right? Because it's Paul Newman. Like, well, yes, clearly yeah, for, he went off right. and wrestled yeah. bears entirely for charity. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, exactly. Newman holds. Where he's just like, huh? <laughs> so I just love, like, you know, the nice. idea of architecture as the manly profession. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> we've watched also a lot of. We've watched a lot of dumb architect movies. A lot of movies with like weird portrayals of architects, right? Yeah, right. There's the Keanu Reeves one. Yeah, yeah. I'm an architect. Oh. Build things. <laughs> N- nope, that's not what architects do. <laughs> Swinging a Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> I re- I'm an architect. I wrestle bears. Well, I'll give you that one. <laughs> Only because okay, he's Paul Newman. Newman. Yeah. 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 Okay, Paul. <laughs> All right, so let's do this. Let's all, uh, I think we should all, we should really dive into this. So let's all put on our hate surgeon tanks and masks because it's going to be, it's going to be scary in there and we don't want to die of uh, hate inhalation. So, yeah. Smoke inhalation. Yeah, so, that's way better. Way better. Uh, <laughs> so let's fight this fire with, uh, with, with hate. It's like that old saying, you fight fire with hate. Um, so, what was something you didn't like? If you could find something about Towering Inferno, what was something you didn't enjoy about it? So I wish there's like I guess like an underappreciated I guess uh, set piece of the uh, the firefighters Cadillacs that they had. <laughs> oh yeah, like 1970s. Uh, I guess San Francisco had a good amount of style, just you know, just to spare, and mm-hmm. so they gave uh, Cadillacs to the to the firefighters. Uh, but I wish there had been like yeah, just more fi- more Cadillacs like coming up the like I don't know up the elevator I guess to save the day. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> to drop in the Cadillac on like a flammable uh, helicopter, just like everything sure. should have a Cadillac in it, you know? Yeah, yeah, like let's send all the seven. We'll send all seven women and children in this Cadillac down the stairs. Yeah, exactly. Or like you know, at the end, it's like you know, Steve McQueen's like, you know my number, and then just like slides across the hood of a Cadillac. Drives away. <laughs> oh, he should have done that. Oh man, that would have been so good. I would also like it if he slid across the hood of a full-size uh, pump truck. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hood. I know. What <laughs> is that a euphemism also. for? It's, yeah. it's for full everything. Full-size pump truck. Full-size pump truck. <laughs> uh, here's here's a line that I hated. Uh, the romance parts of this were much weirder than the firefighting part. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. There was a part. After I think it was the bad guy, right? Made sweet, sweet love to his secretary, and he uh, said, "It is no, that wasn't the bad guy. It no, was no. it was a guy who looked a, a lot like the bad guy. guy. Yeah, that was confusing. Yeah. Oh, Everybody okay. looks the same, by the way. It's fair all enough. white guys in the seventies. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, so anyway, okay. So the the, the not as bad guy says, "Quote: It astonishes me that you can make love to a girl and there's no visible evidence." Uh, I hate that. That is quite yeah, unastonishing. Uh, I'm super glad that you don't have, like, your hair doesn't turn red for an hour yeah. after making uh, love to a girl. I, I, I find it, in fact, if it does show visible evidence, that's because you guys are gross and you shouldn't be having gross sex at work because people will see you looking gross. 
Well, well the fire showed that guy, right? Yeah, well, exactly. Burned him right up. <laughs> I find it, it astonishes me that you can burn a girl right up and there's no visible evidence. Oh. Uh, she fell out of the building. <laughs> oh, okay. Whatever. Right? Yeah, no, but flaming actually, look, out of the building. They all look the same. <laughs> you, that's why you're on Team Fire, because the only thing that looked different. <laughs> I can tell. Not a person. <laughs> I know this one. I know this one. Cadillac. No, no, it's fire. Okay. <laughs> um, I actually did like that um, That sort of scene, because he was like, okay, I'll save you. So they, they, they had sweet, sweet love, Then uh, there was no evidence, and then uh, they were saying they had sweet love. Yeah, that um, uh, they didn't notice the fire that was outside like their room. Um, yeah. And he was like, "Well, I'll save us." And then just like puts like some water on like a like a blanket, a wet towel over his a head, wet towel over his head. Not the way you do it. And he's like, "Hey, I know. I'll just run through the fire and get help." And yeah. then like runs through the fire a little bit, catches on fire, dies. <laughs> yeah, it was a turns out you yeah. can't just outrun a fire by running through it. Yeah, like, that scene went on for much longer, though. Just like, oh, let's just throw this writhing guy into the fire, and now yeah. we're going to watch him for a good minute. There was a lot of writhe. writhing people on fire as opposed to what would probably happen in an actual fire like this, which is like everybody would die of smoke inhalation in 10 minutes, and there would be nobody. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that, that's another hate, is people like panic a little too much, oh. I think, in this movie, <laughs> for my realistic. taste. <laughs> for my taste. No, I mean, like, I think an unrealistic <laughs> amount of panic. Um, I you know, don't know. Man. If I was at a fancy party on the hundred and something flory floor of a building, uh, I call it flory. It's like floor and story combined. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And then somebody was like, "There's a fire on 88." I'd be like, "Let's. This is the scariest thing. Let's panic right now." As opposed to, it probably won't get up here. No, everybody's gonna panic, <laughs> but like people panicked. You know, most people just panic a little bit, and then they go into problem solving mode, right? Mm. I think people panic a little bit, and then they die of smoke inhalation, which is super yeah, dangerous. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yep. It's just, um, that's the terrifying thing about fires. It's not like there's fire on everything, and if I touch it, it'll be on me. It's more like I can't breathe or see. Do you think, guys, uh, that like Lil John ever had like a PSA like uh, deal where he's just telling people to get low uh, in the case of fire? Because <laughs> that's that's the right advice, actually. Yeah, from the window to a safely indicated exit. <laughs> touch the handle. If it's hot, go a different way. <laughs> Get low, get low, get low. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on now. Let's uh, let's talk about our next movie. Let's talk about the Poseidon Adventure. Chris, I want you to summarize this movie in the style of. Oh no, he drowned. <laughs> Oh boy, so many bubbles. Uh, so yeah, the Poseidon Adventure mm-hmm. is a story about uh, a ship called the USS Poseidon or HMS Poseidon or SS Poseidon. Sure. Uh, and there are all these passengers on it, including Gene Hackman, who's a who's a rebel reverend because the seventies actually you could you could get away with calling yourself that apparently. Yeah. And Ernest Borgnine, who plays this like cop who married a prostitute and they're like going to you know it's a crossing from the u.s to europe so you've got all these tourists basically um and there's a big storm and the boat flips over and so most people die instantly or pretty Mm -hmm. close to instantly but a small group of people wake up on the the ceiling yeah wake up on the ceiling and decide they've got to get out of there so it's like uh, a kesha song right it's like wake up on the ceiling ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Man, yeah, there's like, so there's Gina Hackman, uh, he's like the leader of the group, there's the cop, there's the prostitute, there's a couple of kids, there's a singer, like a musician, there's an old couple, one, is, one guy's very old, and his wife is very fat, um, and there's some other people, and they slowly, like, whittle down the group by dying in different ways as they try to escape this sinking ship, because it turns upside down, so you have a big air bubble. Yeah. And they're trying to get to the, the engine room where the hull is the thinnest and they think they'll be cut out most easily. And uh, some people die, some people live, and they get, the small group of survivors gets rescued at the end. And, and that's about it. Yeah, mainly, mainly you live if you listen to Gene Hackman. Yeah, that's right. Gene Hackman, the story of this is Gene Hackman is always right when he's like, I think we need to do this. And everyone's like, that's a terrible idea, Gene Hackman. And somebody will go off and do the, the opposite and then yeah. die. And then Straight the rest of the group will be like, okay, Gene Hackman, we're with you. And this is like 20 times. There's a moment where Gene Hackman is making a speech to a group of like 40 people. And he's like, we have to leave. And they say, no, we're going to stay. And he said, seriously, if you don't leave, you're going to regret it. And a half second later, the wall explodes and all 40 of them drown. Like, he, he not only is right, he's that right. You die, yeah. you die almost instantly for disagreeing with him. I, he's okay, got God guys. on his side. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have, maybe the fix is in. It's kind of like, he's got, I mean, well, he's got rebel God. The rebel God <laughs> is even more powerful. God rolls up his leather jacket sleeves and gets in there and kills some people. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's just like, okay, they didn't listen. God, they didn't, rebel God, they didn't listen to me. Just, just you know, take him out. Take him out. <laughs> yeah, Rebel God, uh, you should kill these people because they listen to the guy who knows the ship instead of just a rebel priest. Well, yeah. rebel priest is being advised by a tiny, knowledgeable boy. That's so. true. The key to this was ti- tiny genius. <laughs> Those tiny geniuses, they're handy. They're super <laughs> Always keep one around for your disaster yeah, movies. Yeah. They know you might need one. They know the way yeah. out, and they're small and can fit through things. Mm-hmm. It's a very yeah. useful yeah. genius. <laughs> All right, uh, so for this uh, complimento stata for the Poseidon adventure, we're going to go in reverse order, which means, Amanda, you have to be up first. What is your compliment for the Drowning movie? I uh, really liked it as a, uh, as a 70s piece, like getting to see mm. the band with their ridiculous matching oh, outfits. So oh, and the mustache. Uh, <laughs> and the mustache. The woman who sang in the other, in the other movie. What? Uh, really? She was, she was also the singer in the, uh, in the Towering Inferno. Oh, man. Whoa. She is bad luck. Yeah, <laughs> she caused both of them. Yeah, higher. This is called the Disaster Band. So wait, one of them was actually a sequel. Then <laughs> she like escapes this, and she's like, "Look, I'm going nowhere near the ocean. I'm going to get into the tallest tower, the <laughs> furthest away from ocean." Oh no, that's so sad. Uh, awesome. So, uh, anyways, so, yes. So you love seeing the '70s people. Yeah, yay for '70s hair, high waisted <laughs> pants. Yeah. Oh, the high-waisted pants. And the young girl who wears basically a full like pair of shorts that mm-hmm. match underneath her skirt. So when it's go time, she just takes off the skirt and she's in shorts mode. Right. It's, and then there was the other lady where she like just had underwear on under her skirt. And the guy was like, how many times have I told you to wear something else under the... Besides underwear, which is for being underskirts. What a... Yeah. Kevlar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how many times have I told you to wear some sort of middleware? <laughs> I, nothing, you should have an, a change of clothes at all times I've, If I told you once this is so Nothing weird. like a good Kevlar girdle <laughs> <laughs> No, they were Kevlar pantaloons It's not oh, a girdle oh. Kevlar bustle <laughs> How lewd uh, Alright, that's so if you're getting shot in the ass a lot You're like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's when you need that That's <laughs> when you need that uh, so, as that makes you next. What's your yeah. compliment to Tostata? Um, I mean, I guess this is so you, some of these people died pretty early. You don't have a lot of 
you know, time to establish characters. Mm-hmm. But I actually did feel for one of the rock stars right away, um, who was, you know, very epic 70s. And, of course, had a killer mustache. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was like, it was sort of like it's a Fu Manchu. Yeah. It was, it was beautiful. And, like... Like the first thing, like I wrote, it's like no mustached rock star, because <laughs> yeah. like, he died, and like the singer was very sad about it because it was, uh, it was her brother. Uh, mm-hmm. It was like a family yep. band. It was, it was basically, it was, holy shit, this is like the end of like um, the Partridge family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. They all like were in a band together, mm-hmm. and then they got a good gig to play on the SS Poseidon. Yeah. Then one of them died. Yeah, and then the other one, it turns out, did not have like full brain capacity without her brother being alive. Oh yeah, um, she was a panicky mess. She was. She was weird. <laughs> It'd be great if the mustache like lived, but the guy died, so it's like it ran off and like <laughs> she, followed Gene Hackman, <laughs> believed him. He died. <laughs> he dies, and she immediately takes out some clippers and shaves off his mustache into her yeah. hand and puts it in a pocket and carries it the rest of the way. The mustache like has like one help. It's like there's one that's just like where like. The water will be fooled if you have, like, a silly disguise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You were looking for somebody else. Somebody unmustachioed. <laughs> that pesky rebel reverend went the other way. All right. Uh, Chris, what's your what's your compliment? Oh, my compliment? Uh, hang on just a sec. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mine, there was this great part at the beginning. There was this nurse. So, um... Ernest Borgnine, the cop, and his and his hooker wife, uh, they were, uh, you know, the seas Chris were really is not rough, being never... mean. That was her profession. Yeah, that was yeah. actually the only yeah. characteristic they had gave her. Yeah, ex-hooker. exactly. Former Ex-hooker. sex yeah. worker. Um, and the, the seas were very rough, so everybody's getting seasick. And the nurse gives uh, the wife uh, a suppository, <laughs> and Ernest Borgnine doesn't understand what a suppository is. It's like that's a huge pill. You expect her to swallow that? And she goes, "Oh, they're not pills. They're suppositories. You just..." And she does this hand motion. <laughs> <laughs> like kind of perfectly mimics putting it up the ass <laughs> and i just love a nurse who's not afraid to like you know demonstrate with a hand motion yeah it was educational yeah plus was. yeah 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 it's like you know what you expect her to swallow that works. well good news she doesn't have to <laughs> yeah she, she's gonna swallow it up <laughs> she's gonna do the opposite with her swallow. back mouth yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so for my major compliment, uh, I this one was so fun for me. Like the tower fire seemed like it was actually probably pretty scary to be in, but the boat yeah. one was more like just a, a steampunk wipeout. It was like a fun <laughs> obstacle course, and you might die, yeah. but it was mostly an obstacle course. Like it, yeah, as opposed covered to, in dead bodies, you might, you <laughs> might, there, there are bodies, but like. But in the fire one, it was like you were like panicky all the time. But in the boat one, it was just like, okay, so things are pretty much just sitting. It's just an upside down boat. Like you're just running around on the ceiling, which seems so fun. I don't know if you guys have ever. That looked, seems fun. Uh, I mean, have you ever laid on your back? No attention to the crazy shifts in temperature, creaking metal, air pressure that's going to like close doors on you and stuff like sure, that. Sure, so sure, sure. It's, it's, it's basically Disneyfied. Have you ever laid on your back for a while and just like looked, uh, looked up and imagined what it'd be like to run on the ceiling? Of course I have, yeah, Alex. Yeah, good. <laughs> this movie is about that dream being realized. You get to like, you're like, oh, well, this door now has a weird ledge. And then like, oh, that now the, like, the tables are on, this, on, the, on the ceiling. And like, oh, it'd be so How fun. novel. How novel. Yeah. 
This ad was neither required nor approved by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Amazon, you're on a boat. <laughs> Meanwhile, while Alex was sleeping... Jolly good shuffle, Mr. Smith. The same to you, Mr. Fox, though I believe Miss Linebar has outshuffled us all. Gentlemen, truly this is a glorious day for shuffleboard atop the SS not doomed. Pip pip pip. pip. Guys, guys, what are you what are you guys doing inside my dreams? Ah, uh, Alexander, old chap. This is where we meet for our shuffleboard and fancy pants parties. Your dreamscape is equidistant from all of us. And the lychee daiquiris are divine. Butlerbot? Shake shake. Shake, shake, I shake it. Thank you, Butlerbot. Ugh, I hate lychee. No one said it was your dream. This is my dream. Then you should do something about those 300-foot waves about to capsize the SS Not Doomed. This will make for some interesting shuffleboarding. <laughs> Indeed. Very good. Damn it, I do not want to go through the whole Poseidon adventure again. You guys have got to get me out of this. Whenever we get bored in a dreamscape, we just make sure we're the first to die. I can't die. In my own dreams, I see myself as a plucky 12-year-old with intimate knowledge of a ship's layout. Then we just have to make you less likable. Butlerbot, we need you to be in a bad marriage with Alex. It seems we have less and less to talk about, Alex. Thunk. Hey, that margarita mixer came out from out of nowhere and beamed me in the neck. It's working! Now you just have to piss off Gene Hackman. Oh, Mr. Hackman? Yeah? Alex thought your work in The French Connection was overrated. You bastard. I haven't even seen The French Connection! Even worse! Dwunk. Oh, awesome! A, a deck chair just lodged itself in... in... Huh, in your back mouth. Almost there, Alex. Now you just need to disregard all common sense. Hurry! A band of quirky survivors are already gathering around your deck chair and margarita maker. Read us, Alex! Butlerbot? Oh, now he talks to me. Butlerbot, buy me a DVD of the no-doubt shitty movie The French Connect without going to read-weep.com slash Amazon. But Alex, that makes no sense. Shopping at read-weep.com slash Amazon supports your favorite podcasts and costs you nothing extra. Exactly! Foolish purchase complete. Stand by for disaster karma. My, that's a big wave. Alex, now's the time if you want your death to have a redemptive arc. And Butlerbot, buy yourself some new glassware from read-weep.com slash Amazon. Gasp, you do love me. Forever, my darling. Whoosh! All right, I made it out of my dream. Hooray! Hooray. Hello, Mr. Paul Newman. Ready for our weekly bridge game? You won't outbridge me this time, Fox. Uh, bridge, 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 bridge. You play bridge inside my dreams in the towering inferno. Six years running, double bridge. I guess you'll want to kill yourself again, huh, Alex? Well, we have a margarita maker and some new glasses from read-weep.com slash Amazon. Let's sit in this deck chair and watch the French Connection. Just the two of us. Swoon. Save your dream robot marriage with a gift from read-weep.com slash Amazon and give them the gift of your time. Now delivering to Alex's dreamscape off Highway 84. Triple bridge. Good job. Well done. Awesome. All right, so let's do this now. Instead of a hate segment, what I want to do is I want to do a meta segment including both the movies. I want to play How Would You Fail to Survive in Either of These Worlds? Uh, because we, as, we, as we've said before, we're not survivors. So each time we have something where people are surviving, we like to imagine how we would fail at that. 
So today, uh, you could go in either the Towering Inferno or in the Steampunk Wonderland for keeps. Uh, which, which, whichever you prefer. So somebody in any order, how would you fail to survive in either of these worlds? Um, well, I mean, in Tower Inferno, uh, I guess like OJ Simpson would come by to like, to wake me up, but I'd be really, I'm a pretty sound sleeper. Like, Wait, are you, are you the cat <laughs> in this story? Yeah. <laughs> You're just a You'd really just sound storing cat and you would Yeah. Die. I, yeah. Just my cat naps are really intense. So. All right. I don't, I mean, at risk of this going too far, OJ Simpson could wake you up. <laughs> he has ways oh, you know no. shoving <laughs> yeah tackling football playing running through an airport in a famous commercial whatever he does it'll mm-hmm. wake you up yeah bringing his mm-hmm. friend uh leslie nielsen uh from the, the naked gun movies yeah oh, god <laughs> leslie nielsen's awesome in this and it's like it's back before he knew he was a comedic actor yes yeah, before yeah. he was a comedian yeah uh, I think the obvious way I would die in either of these movies is I would have been crushed by something expensive in the fancy dining room. Because that was an option in both movies. <laughs> and uh, if I could go, I would love it. Like, a, like the the statue falls on a guy, and then he's like, I'm fine. <clears throat> Blood, die. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... And then in the, and then in the ship movie, because it's upside down, all this really expensive stuff is falling onto people from the ceiling. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was pretty exciting. Yeah, so you'd like sort of like the the non-redemptive deaths from like the side characters where it's just like they didn't do anything wrong, so they're not being punished for being like for right, right. for it's, ignoring the captain. Right, yeah, they just, they're not being punished for uh for stealing the chair from the women and yeah. children and trying to save themselves. Basically, it's just they just have to you just have to show that whatever just happened was serious. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> my, we meant it. My job is to show that this, whatever disasters are, we're facing, it's real. <laughs> Yeah, because like sooner or later, so there's like there's like the um, there's like the ignorance deaths, right? Where it's like, oh, they should have been paying attention, but they weren't. Or like there's yeah. like the like the evil deaths, right? Where they like, oh, I'm doing the exact opposite, like because I only care about myself. I'm being selfish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and then there's just like the the like wrong place, wrong time. Like you know, this this fire is for real. Deaths. Right, right. And we're like, oh, you saw me smiling earlier and drinking champagne, and now I'm dead. Well, hey, remember I'm me? I was okay. Gone. Not that bummed, I guess. Yeah. You won't, I cared about you a little bit. You're not going to miss me. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I feel like that's the kind of death that I would definitely get. That's yeah. cool. I would love to think that I was in the in the hero party that got to do the obstacle course. Except, just like in all obstacle courses, like Ninja Warrior, or whatever, it's all upper body strength. So, yeah. getting out of the ship involved a lot of like ha- pulling yourself up from hanging, and I'm just never going to do that. Yeah. On- honestly, well, guys, I kind of think I might survive one of these. Really? Which one? <laughs> Why? What? Uh, Poseidon Adventure, because I think like a lot of it, like if you're if you're true of heart and you just follow Gene Hackman, like you generally like as long as you don't do anything too wrong, you might you have a decent a decent chance of surviving at least. You know? Uh, well, yeah, but like I'm not gonna follow Gene Hackman after hearing his God wants winners coach from Hoosiers <laughs> pump up speech. I love like, Hoosiers. He has, his sermon is basically like, God doesn't want the weak; he wants the strong. You got you got to go out there and be a winner. Come on, be yeah. a winner for Jesus. And I'm like, forget uh, that part of the Bible that's all about the weak inheriting everything. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, not the weak, the meek. Oh, right, that's true. <laughs> you're just like you're you just have like to be strong but timid. Yeah, exactly. God only likes like shy winners. Yeah, walk softly, punch someone in the neck. (laughs) (laughs) So the other thing is, in order to survive, though, you have to be a true of heart, follow Gene Hackman, and not have any special skills. 
Because the swimmer <laughs> dies being a hero, and then Gene Hackman has to die closing the steam vent. <laughs> right. Hackman's really good at closing the steam vent. He does a crazy upper body strength thing where he exactly. hangs from a, a gear wheel or something, and he's turning it while in hanging from it. I'd, but then that's the last of his strength, so he... I don't remember why that happened though. I thought that was just the incidental like gear that was like left off to the side. Like I know I don't know why he like well, killed himself. Well, steam to, like, came out from steam. an explosion, so I'm not sure closing the valve would actually yeah. help. Uh, but then he dies into the fire water, which I don't understand either. Like, yes, there's fire floating on top of the water, but once you hit the water, you're not on fire anymore. So can't yeah. you just swim out from under the fire and climb out of the water? Yeah, they, I yeah, mean, it's like, like, like dipping into like Tiger Bomb or like Icy Hot, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's uncomfortable, but it's, it's okay. Lukewarm is what it is. <laughs> of course, there's a bunch of steel wreckage right below the surface, so maybe he got impaled underwater or something. Oh, that's possible. But they like left, like the same thing with the lady who fell off that, that grating up there is like they left her for dead really early. Yeah. Like she slipped and fell into water and they were like, well, she's, fuck her. She's gone. <laughs> We'll never save her. She's all the way down there. I was like, oh, you guys won't go down there? Nope. Nope. No, no it's water that's on fire. <laughs> it's beyond my pay grade. <laughs> I mean, it was very American Ninja Warrior, the way he hung and like turned the valve while he was hanging there. It's pretty solid. Yeah. I while cursing at God. Could not have done that. <laughs> yeah, God, little help here. <laughs> any, any of the gods. Right. Satan. Oh, I did Poseidon. like I did love him yelling at uh, at the gods. That was pretty funny. Mm. <laughs> we did everything we could. We got all the way up here. What did you want from us? Like, well, maybe he wanted you to die because you're kind of a dick. Yeah, he's yeah. like, God does not want winners. God wants drowned bodies. <laughs> it's That's a disaster so movie. Like, you got to rack the bodies up for God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Racking bodies up for God. <laughs> what, wait, what God if loves like... a heavy kill count. Alright, you guys, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back again next week. Next week, we are talking about the young adult hit Divergent, a novel Ooh. that's that's trying so hard to be the Hunger Games. Uh, we put that up on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash weep, and people could vote for either that or the Bone Season, and they chose the said Divergent, because it's stupider. Uh, <laughs> although... Uh, bone season might be in our future as well uh, for reasons <laughs> you can't that, escape it for reasons you suggested there anyway so that's coming up next week join, join us for that it's going to be a really fun episode too I think you'll like it uh, in the meantime if you have any feedback for us facebook.com slash read and weep or at read underscore weep on the twitter and uh, we would love to hear from you what you thought about this episode what you think about the next one what you think about ones that haven't happened or won't happen let us know how you might fail to survive I would in, love to uh, hear it yeah, in a, either a, a watery or fiery situation. <laughs> yeah, definitely tell us that. Um, and thanks for being here, as always, at C. Walter Smith and at Ezra Fox. Of hey, course. of course. And thank you for joining us, uh, Amanda, from Skeptic, skeptic.org. Yes, that's what's, me. What's going on on Skeptic right now? What's new? Uh, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, our newest sister site is uh, School of Doubt. Uh, so for any teachers out there, go check it out. It's really awesome. Ah, and that's about uh, doubting that the things like the Holocaust is real, and that uh, <laughs> doubting it's it's for those and climate change. Yeah, it's yeah. like doubting it, climate change. Doubting that the Earth is more than If you'd like to be a, a teacher that uses logic in your teaching as opposed mm-hmm. to just you know magic, it's a good place for you. Oh. Is, is this as Lots fun as stuff. Jack Black's? Wait, school wait, of wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that teachers <laughs> currently use magic? <laughs> 
Right now, the the K through twelve system is heavily focused I, on magic as a I teaching. I that's device. how they do it in Texas. They do. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool, okay. and uh, that's great. And congratulations on the new sister site. Uh, everybody, follow at Skeptics on Twitter. Thanks for joining us, Amanda. Thank you for having me. It was super fun. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye, everybody. Pshh.